Hello and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast, a show for creatives to encourage and inspire through simple, digestible lessons on legal, tax, money, and business topics. My name is Braden Drake. I'm an entrepreneur, lawyer, tax professional, educator, and author teaching you the behind the scenes necessities you can pair with your own expertise and innate strengths to step into the CEO role and grow the business of your dreams. So if you're ready to get your legal and tax shit legit, let's get started. Well, hello there, and welcome to the Unfuck Your Biz podcast. As always, this is your host, Brayden, and on today's episode, we will, as always, on Tuesdays, be answering a question from my Facebook group, Braden's Besties. If you're new to the podcast and you're not already in the group, make sure that you go join. So search Braden's Besties, creatives getting their legal and tax shit legit. Once you join, you'll be prompted to share with us a legal or tax question you have in your small business. So we collect, round up, and round up all those questions, and then I answer one every Tuesday here on the podcast. So today's question is, are there more tax advantages to being a corp rather than an LLC. So love this question. Um, I am going to assume that we're talking about C corporations here. So you likely know we have LLC, sole proprietorships, we have S corporations and we have C corporations. So typically, maybe this is just me, I think it's probably most other professionals as well, that when we refer to corporations in the generic sense, we're talking about C corporations because that is the default. Whereas if we're talking about S corps, we usually specify with the S in front. So I've done a lot of episodes previously on S corps. So if you're specifically curious about, curious about those, go check the, those out, those episodes out. Jeez, that's confusing. But S-Corps actually do help you save taxes depending on where you are in your business. C-Corps are pretty different and they're actually not ideal for the vast majority of small businesses, which is why I don't talk about them real often. But I know that some people are really curious like I am. They're like, well, how do I know that a C-Corporation is not right for me if you don't explain it to me? So that's what I'm gonna do on today's episode. And to do that, I'm gonna make it really simple on myself and read you about two pages from my book because I already, you know, wrote this content. So why not repurpose it? So this is starting in, I don't even know what chapter this is. I probably should have looked, but it's, oh, chapter seven. So this is chapter seven. The heading of the section is retained earnings. So to understand how C-Corps work, you have to understand what retained earnings are. So that will be our starting point for this relatively short podcast episode. Okay, so retained earnings. Assume now that LeBron's business grossed $800,000 and had expenses of $200,000 for a net of $600,000. He pays himself a salary of $200,000. That means corporate profit equals $400,000. In an S-Corp, that $400,000 would pass through his taxable income to LeBron via his K-1, even if he never paid it to himself in distributions. Money that accumulates in the bank is called retained earnings. So note, I'm mentioning S-Corps here. We're kind of skipping that because I don't want to read you my entire book. Gotta wait for the audible version for that. Um, but that's not super important. Let's continue. For most small businesses, there's no reason to build up retained earnings equal to much more than 
three to six months of business expenses. In larger businesses, you may want larger reserves to save for big expenses like buildings. In a C-Corp, retained earnings are subject to corporate taxes, but not personal income taxes. Assume that in addition to LeBron's business, he has rental income of $500,000 and his spouse also earns $800,000. He's the sole owner of his C-Corp. Due to their high income, LeBron and his spouse likely have an effective tax rate of 25% or higher. Therefore, if he plans to have a lot of retained earnings in his business, he may be better off with the C-Corp that would tax those retained earnings at the 21% corporate tax rate rather than his personal income tax rate of more than 30%. You typically won't find this level of detail in blog posts on business entities, but I wish to highlight if and why a business may opt to form a C-Corp despite it not being the ideal entity type for the vast majority of small business owners. So I'm going to go back to this math example because I know I read it through it pretty quickly. You're probably scratching your head right now, like wondering what that was all about. So again, the example was LeBron's business grossed $800,000. So his business made $800,000. He had expenses of 200,000, which leaves a net of 600. So 600,000 is what's left over. He pays himself a salary of $200,000. So 800 minus 200 minus 200, that leaves 4,000 left over. If he just kept that money in the bank and never paid it out to himself, that's what we call retained earnings. So in a corporation, you pay corporate income tax on that. Generally, this is not ideal for most of us because we're going to pay out that money to ourselves eventually, and then we're going to pay personal income taxes on it. And this is why we say C-Corps are subject to double taxation. But if you're not going to withdraw the money out of your business and you have a high household income, like LeBron in this example, then a C-Corp might be a good idea. This is when you definitely want to consult a tax professional to see. Okay. So back to the book, a few more C-Corp notes. C-Corps also have a few more benefits. I'll preface these with noting that most won't be relevant until a business is earning several million dollars in revenue each year. But if any pique your interest, it'd be a good idea to discuss with an attorney the best option before forming your business entity. So these are bullet points. The first is fewer op uh, ownership restrictions. Unlike S-Corps, C-Corps don't limit the number of shareholders of the or the citizenship Wait, the number of shareholders or the citizenship of those shareholders? Well, shit, I found a typo, everyone. I'm going to have to get that fixed. A loss carryover. If a C-Corp operates at a loss, that loss can be carried forward to future years to reduce profit. Charitable contributions. C-Corps are the only entity that can take a tax deduction for charitable contributions. That's why many have nonprofit arms of their businesses. Medical premiums and benefits. C-Corps can also deduct 100% of premiums paid for employees' insurance. The combination of these benefits can make C-Corps appealing for some larger businesses, particularly those in which the owners don't intend to take a large chunk of the profits for themselves. So that's all I had on that section. Hopefully that was helpful. As you can see here, I have never actually worked with anyone where I felt like a C-Corp was the correct option. For most small businesses, pretty much everyone who listens to this podcast are small business creatives. The vast majority of you are making probably at least under, I would say, $200,000. Maybe you're in the mid six figures. But even then, like a C-Corp, probably not going to be ideal until you know, you're up into the multi-millions. And then it's still pretty 
case-by-case basis. So hopefully this was helpful. If you've ever just been curious about C-Corps and when they're beneficial, then now you know at least a little bit more. I also wanted to remind you all before I close this out, yesterday I launched my very first quiz, which is very exciting. Who doesn't love a good online quiz? And it will tell you your your personal path to getting your legal and tax shit legit. So if you've not already taken the quiz, I would love for you to go do that at www.bradendrake.com forward slash quiz. After you get your quiz result, it will tell you the next best step to take in your journey. And most likely, really, I mean, for everyone, the next step is going to be to join the free boot camp we're going to be doing inside my Facebook group next week. So starting next week, we're going to do a two-week boot camp. You're going to learn a lot of things. I'm doing Q&As every single day. You're going to get some awesome content. And we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about quarterly taxes and how much you should be saving, which will be very important information for you to know heading into 2021. So go take the quiz, then join the boot camp. Hope you enjoyed this episode. And I will be back tomorrow with a special bonus episode. So we're going to have an episode on Wednesday this week. And then of course, I will be here on Thursday as well. So that's all for today. I hope you have a good one.